So I know so many people are caught up in a soap opera, but I really get so much out of listening to these, some of them, I don't know how old they are, but they seem like very young. They, some of them are very young and they have such a, I love to hear their wisdom and their, uh, their protective quality over, you know, they do, many of them are doing this for the collective. It's not about money. And some of them even have stuff to say to me. And it just, I don't know. It's a really beautiful feeling. Uh, that these young ladies, they're like, I forgot who it was. I forgot who it was. I forgot who it was that said this. But they said that women in these times, these modern days, that uh, we're using that divine feminine energy, maybe in different ways than we traditionally did. So no matter how old we are, even when you see the littlest little girls and they have these little baby dolls and the way they mother them, it's kind of like some of these young women they ha they have that quality and they it's like they're putting it into their intuition they're putting it into their business putting it into their science putting it into their uh this young woman into her imagination she said she loved the hobbit when she was a little girl and then she said she built this house you know, out of her imagination that she thought was a house, the Hobbit house, you know, and somebody that's looking for a Hobbit house is going to love it because she put all this love into it. And I just think that it's just like, really, one of the wonders, you know how we have like wonders where we go, wow, sometimes I know it's ridiculous, but I look at my little cat and he is so perfectly made to me. And I see, I see the Heavenly Father. When I see my little cat, I said, how did you do that? How did you put these little claws and that little face and all his little activities that he does that makes him clean and all the little things that he does um, down to the whiskers? I, I'm just so... It's perfect. And I don't know if you... I haven't done a show on it yet. But I had in my phone how in the human face it already shows us the Father's name is already in our faces. The Y on the forehead with the, the line down the nose and the A over the nose and then the H over the cheek and mouth. His name is in our faces. It's in the plants. It's in uh, the other day. I, I had a picture. I don't know if I erase it. I'll find it again. Where they were showing the placental pattern from the mother and the baby. And it matched some of my pictures, my photography that I'm that I was taken of the trees and I was like oh every day so much more meaning comes of why he kept 
showing me that. And it's, it's what I'm saying to you is that as we go through these difficult times, we were hearing, I didn't broadcast it, but I listened to You Are Free. And I heard her little prayer <laughs> that she was saying, that she says before everything. She was talking about how she saw the, she saw the bird in the sky, you know, and she was saying, appreciate these things. And I want to just add another layer to that of uh, not only are we comforted by the Holy Spirit, but his reflection in all things. When you feel some type of way, you know, p many people still don't understand it. How can I, I appear to be so... Uh, well, if they have any sense, self-sufficient or whatever, they don't understand that every time I hear people sing, certain people sing, it's mathematical. I can hear his divine. I can hear the praise of him, the beauty of the Father, it's in the voices, it's in the music, it's in the chords, it's in the everything. And, and it, it, um, it strengthens me. It, it starts a little song in my own heart that is so comforting. And it's something that I learned as a child of how to connect with music in such a way that it can really... You can, you can connect even deeper to the Holy Spirit through music. And then even with your own eyes. Oh, why is she looking at trees? Oh, she's so weird. She's always looking at roots and trees and ah, whatever. That is giving me confidence. If anyone's thinking, oh, she thinks she's so this, she thinks she's so that, she thinks she's so confident. No. No matter what I go through, I am seeing that symmetry in my life. In almost everything that I see my fellow human beings create, it, you are a reflection of the Heavenly Father. When you create something, when you manifest something and then you put your soul into it, where you're just like, that's what they used to say in school, you're sing, singing into it. I had a dance teacher that used to say, yell at the dancers. I don't think uh, he ever knew that I was a singer, but he was always yelling at them, sing, you know, because he's telling them, sing through your body, you know, that's what he was always saying with the breath, with the um, the phrase with the whatever it is and if you can learn instead of wondering about what the world is telling you that you aren't if you can just actually throw that in the garbage and flush it away and instead open yourself to observe 
the perfection in all things. You will be filled up. Your heart will fill. You won't be jealous of other people. You really, really won't. Because when you when you hear the Father in what they do, you you will immediately something in you will align and you will be closer to your divine alignment not to copy them not to be them but when when any one of us is in tune with ourselves and what we're creating and what we're doing especially if it's chaotic around us and we can still find that sweet spot and be in it fully in it and sing it and live it and enjoy it and just ugh, really just like dipping strawberries in hot chocolate if if we can do that it's like we become seriously george bush did not know what a thousand points of light is we can become billions points of billions of points of light because the reason why I originally was going to name my album Prism until certain people took it was because that, that was what my album was going to be about originally. That then we each become a prism for that divine light to show through. And it's like a, a, a billion mirrors of this most high energy. And that is a very different way of thinking of things. Because then it's, you can bask in the light. See, many I was blocked so many times by people. It's, it's just what it was. I'm not being a victim. I'm just telling you that's just what it was. That I had to learn to use the light that other people reflected on me. If I wasn't allowed to use my own light, I actually had to learn how to use theirs. That was like, I had to learn it. Because I had to, I have to manifest. And if someone's blocking you, you gotta, you gotta transmute that energy. And so, get my point. I'm not, I, I have not been talking about victimhood at all. And someone sent me something. I know he had good intentions, but just get the heck out of here with that. When I tell you the truth of what happened, it's so that you can see it, recognize it and learn from it. So that you sometimes situations are going to happen. And it's going to be very different from what you thought, somebody else thought, or, you know, it could be very, very different. And you need to be able to make it whatever you want it to be, to, to transmute it, to alchemize. You have to become the alchemist. No matter what people are throwing at you, what they're saying you can't do, what you need to do. They don't even know you. Oh, you need to do this. They don't even know your circumstances. They don't even know what you're dealing with. Oh, you need to do this. Why? Because they do that. 
So of course, if they everything is good for them, it's got to be good for you. And that's why, you know what, I'm very careful in giving advice because, you know what, I can only, I mean, actually, I do realize that something that makes me different is that I can be more than myself because I can put myself away. I've had to put myself away so many times just because people could not deal, you know. I just had to put myself away and literally become them so that I could be. And it makes no sense, but I, I had to do that. And it's because it, it actually was a blessing, that happening. So I'm telling you the truth of the situation, not to have a pity party. I'm telling you what I, de- what I was dealing with and then how I overcame it. If you never can admit that something happened to you, you are never going to get past it. And it doesn't matter what the reason is. It really doesn't matter. It happened. It happened. And that's another thing. You know, I've been sharing the Pizzagate stories and all that kind of stuff. Um, Part of healing, the first step in healing, is that people have to be able to say what happened. And how they feel. Even if you had a part in it. And you're tired of hearing what you did wrong. Whatever. People have to be able to say their truth. When you have children. When there are children. And. um, Something upset them. Something upset their world. Deeply. And the fam family some or and it's not even children. This would be anybody that is having a, a stressful situation or whatever, and they're trying to to tell whoever it is that they have. This is hurting me. This is bothering me or whatever. And that other person that you confide in or that you bounce things off of or that you tell this to has to be extremely secure and grounded because some people, they can't hear that. If they hear that, they will lose their stuff because they're hanging on by a thread or because they have to keep uh, their perception of reality a certain way or they, they may not be as strong as you. And that is something that it took me a long time I kept saying, well, this person is compassionate. This person acts like they're so strong, but it doesn't mean they really can't. Some people, some people say, wow, that person was so shallow. You know, wow, they couldn't even, as soon as the chips were down, they walked away and whatever. Because that person, that might have been a self-protection for that person because they might have been hanging on by a thread. And if they heard what you said and however the, awful situation was they might lose they might lose their ground so I guess what I'm trying to say is find some way to share your truth and know that it is expensive to do so 
because you could have a friend that might be strong enough to take it, but it's exhausting. Nobody has, nobody has to do that. And just because they're a friend and they're there for you doesn't mean they can take on all your problems and all the weight of, you know, I think of all this bullying, all this uh, lies and stealing, all this stuff that they did. And I had one main friend that I, that I was leaning on. And I was really, there were times I was overwhelmed. And he took it all. And we're still friends. But something was damaged. Because the boundaries were crossed. Even though if he weren't there and that strong, I don't know, I don't know where I would be now. Every little, every friend, they're not little, every friend, every person that you can go to with any degree of anything and talk or have a real conversation, forget telling problems, but just have a real conversation, a real human-to-human interaction where both people are secure and you can exchange ideas and talk honestly and even have differences of opinion. Every person in your life that is like that, that you could tell them something and they're not going to lose it. Every person that actually cares and they're not just waiting for what they're going to say, like my dad always says, but they're actually listening. And they, they're not going to say to you, don't cry. Because they understand that your crying is the first part of your healing. And if someone tells you, don't feel or just get over it, just get over it. Those are the words of people that have given up their souls. Because there is such a thing as, as hurt and we are so desensitized to it that we just don't even just get over it. Or just do this or just do that. Are you a robot? Or are we human beings? Like I said, every person in your life that you can even have an honest interaction with without them expecting anything in return. Friends that you can send a direct message to and they may not respond or they sent you something and you didn't respond and they never get mad because it's all it's always all good and whenever you get around it's like you you just start you were just talking yesterday 10 minutes ago. You never lose time. It's like you were just there. The people in your life that are like that, every person in your life that's like that, whether they're friend or family, those are the points of light in your life. 
That's the thousand points of light. Some people only have one point of light, two point of light. Some people's cat is their point of light. But it's all cumulative. And when you when you look at your life and you feel out of balance, as you try to balance yourself and you try to pull yourself up and you try to do this and that in your own strength or your prayer, praying for more, you're asking spirit for comfort and all that. Calculate how many points of light you have in your life and around you. And if you don't have enough, you got to know that you, you need to get some more. And what happens is sometimes people make you feel guilty because you need more. Some people need more. Based on your sensitivity level, many people that are performers, the reason why they perform is because when they sing or whenever they do whatever it is that they do, they can interact spiritually with many other souls at one time and it fulfills that need to communicate, which can be love, it can be whatever it is, but some of us have a deeper um, doesn't make anybody better or less because you can look at it both ways. You can look at it as a blessing or a curse because some people feel that pressure so much that they, they're they so scared that they have to take, you know, st- they, they can't go or they need to take this before they go out or whatever. Everybody's different in how those needs are met. And you have to know yourself. You have to know, am I the kind of person that things, you know, circumstances could happen where I'm living in the middle of nowhere and there's nobody in my age group around. There's no place where I can just readily go and hang out because everything in the town (coughs) closes early. And this is where I'm staying for now because financially or with my business or, you know, I'm writing on location, whatever it is that you're doing, this is what the situation is. And somebody might start to feel depressed and be like, why am I depressed? I don't understand why I'm depressed. Or, um, you know, some people can, it they can be isolated and they know how to fulfill themselves from the inside out. They know this is what I'm trying to teach you in this lesson is how to find other points of light when you may may feel like there aren't any, isn't any light around you. It can feel like you're like Anne Frank, you know, or those people that had to hide underneath houses because you know somebody was coming it could feel like that and instead of blaming yourself that you need more light or more interaction or more stimulation or more love or more whatever it is all of that is just a symptom it's like it's like a different type of, uh, like like when you catch a cold, so it would be like a, a spiritual symptom 
of dis-ease. Okay? It's, it's a symptom telling you you need more of this vitamin or more of that. You, you know, vitamins could be love. Vitamins could be attention. Vitamins could be interaction. Nutrients, nourishment, spiritual nourishment. We don't realize Many of us, when we think we have different issues, that the ailment is spiritual. We don't realize it. Because we may have a good job, and we may have a good spouse, and we may have a good dad. We don't understand why something isn't right. And then we might feel bad. Well, I'm supposed to be self-sufficient on my own. or Some people are. Some people would not make it through what I have done on my own. And the, the, one of the main reasons, it could just be my, you know, uh, my chart. But also when I was a very, very young age, this is for mothers and fathers. When I was a very, very young age, my mother taught me how to play. She taught me how to play. And play is a missing element in our society with the um, the way that it's set up and the slaving and the schedule and the everything. And, and then all this pressure and competition for people to be great. And yet they can never... If, if you don't get to the play zone, you're never going to get to the, the, the real zone where everything is uh, your cup running over. And so many people are so overworked and they're like working to the point and they hate it or whatever. They don't like what they do or whatever like that. If it's not play for you intensive play then that's not your zone that's not that's not it you can't get to that that heat that success you can't get to it unless it's play it's like when you're dancing you could do a great warm up and I don't even want to talk about anything but I'm just saying when you're in that heat if you guys know what I'm talking about, and then you're really expressing and you're really in it, you go to another level. When your body is warm, you're perfectly warm and you can do it. So I've talked about a couple of things today and I'm not here to give you the whole overview. I'm going to be I'm going to be teaching in this life and because I've had so much, you know, just the whole situation has been ill with the stealing and the not people not understanding what it is that I do. They did not understand it. And I you know what? I can't really blame them because they don't see the value in things that they can't spend look at, show off, get high off of. 
the spiritual benefits have not been, um, I think it's going to increasingly become of higher value, especially as we get closer and closer, it seems, to this, you know, transhumanist goal that some people have. Hopefully we'll avoid it. If many of us can seek, purposefully seek, uh, a reunion with nature. That's the reunion, the reconciliation. You know, all these twin flames talking about reconciliation. You know, I, every day I, I just deal with so much ignorance where I'm looking at something, I'm doing something, and whoever is monitoring me, monitoring me is so base, ignorant level. They just can't even. It's just really sad that that some supposedly high functioning people are that just so devoid of a humanity. I took time tonight and I, I worked my butt off. I deserve to recreate myself any way that I want. There's no place that I can really go. By the time I leave here, it's already so late. And then to try to get home and there's no transportation. That's just what some people in some towns, that's what they have to deal with. So because that's what socially, that's what I have to deal with right now. I have to have other ways of creating that life, the social life, the... um exploration we all have aspects of our humanity that have to be addressed no matter where we live no matter what we're doing and you know what we have this internet that we complain about so much and the virtual world and all these devices or whatever and that's why I said tonight you know what if these people are going to be watching me like a hawk I'm going somewhere else Let's go to where you are free. That's why she named herself You Are Free. Let's go to where that red robin or whatever bird she said was in the sky. Because as we resonate with that, we'll remember the value of being in nature. Even if we aren't in nature. Even if we're the furthest thing from it. We will remember it. And we will value it. And then we will yearn for it. And then we will seek it. And then we will dream it. And then we will visualize it. And then we will manifest it. And suddenly we'll just be there. And the faster and the more you love it, the more instantaneously that will appear on your horizon. And I just realized it that I loved it. But I was not dreaming of it. Because I was thinking of all these, all this stupid stuff. You know, that I'm not blaming anyone. I'm saying that people, advertising companies, whoever's on the internet that thinks that they know you, 
constantly putting things in your view that they think you're into that have nothing to do with what you're about. You have to set your own agenda and say, no, I want to see trees. I want to see people that drink water that's not fluoridated. I, I choose to look at this. I choose to share in the experience of this little family that's out in the middle of nowhere and, you know, they built their house and out of mud or whatever and it looks like a tent or whatever. I, I lived that for about 10 minutes. I lived it and you live it. And that's why when I always talk about no what, be mindful of what you're watching and why you're watching it because... Even when I'm just, if I'm studying movies, that's one thing. Then I'm going in with a mindful lens. Okay, no matter what happens in this, I'm looking at it for this, 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 and this. And I prepare myself and all through it, I'm talking to myself. This is, you know, I'm, I'm saying what I need to say. But on some, re, on some levels, we are experiencing the things that we look at. So if we are on Instagram 24-7 looking at people with fake bodies that are only worshiping superficiality, we are not going to be growing spiritually. We're just not. And if you have, and, and I just realized it, you know, I kind of assumed, it wasn't until somebody made a joke, thank God for comedians, somebody was joking on Instagram and posted something saying that, um, I forgot what percentage of people he said that are following you to stay on top of what you're doing or whatever, but they, they never, they're not going to like your thing or they're not going to really, you know, they're not necessarily there to yes and whatever it is that you're doing. And it never occurred to me that because I thought if people are taking the time to like you and bring you, why would you follow somebody you don't like? If, if like, why would you want to look at them? I don't understand it. That's bringing like, a confrontational energy into your thing. And that's why people might be, oh, she's petty. I I just put up a joke and she took me off her thing and she won't friend me back and blah, 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 blah. No, I don't care who you are. If I let you be in my, th in my world, whether it's virtual or if I meet you or whatever, and you're not conducive to my blessings and my growth, you got to go immediately you have to go what is the value of your being there what is the value of your being there there's no value there and and, and if I can't bring you any value then you don't need me in your environment we need to be blessings to each other and and we need to I'm not saying only connect to the people that agree with you and that like you, I, I don't disagree with that. I say, you know, follow people that don't agree with you, you know. But my point is being selective about who you let into your world, even on the slightest level. Because not everybody is a point of light. And it, we don't want to think that anybody would want to bring anything else. But some people, the only way they know how to deal with their pain is to do that. So what we have to do is fill our circle 
so full of light that it just blocks those people out. And it's so cold and so dark where they are that if you stay consistent, I bet you nine times out of ten, they will circle back. Because they really do want to be in the light. They really do want to be in the love. Everybody really does. But you have to be consistent. And the hardest thing of all, and I can say it because it's hard for even me, is not to match their frequency. I used to play a game. And it served me very well. Where... You know, sometimes you have to match people's energy in order to beat them at their own game. But then there comes a point where you just outgrow that. And you're just like, no, you know what? It's not about beating you because you're just so low. Where your mentality is is so low. And I just, I work too hard to stay up. Actually, not to, not to stay up, but to stay uh, flexible. That I don't want to get stuck. There's a lot of people that feel stuck. Now, I never, I, I think a lot of people, I've had certain adversaries that thought they made me feel stuck because I literally was in one room or whatever, but what they don't understand is that I can go off planet. And I can be sitting here for I don't know how long and literally leave. I can do whatever I want, wherever I am. Through my creativity. Oh, yes, I can. So all that stuff that they did to try to keep me stuck was keeping them stuck. Because when somebody, when you have your foot on somebody, guess what? You can't walk anywhere either. Because your foot is on somebody's neck. So you can't be free. And if you're always fighting and you're always like trying to, you know, keep somebody down or whatever, whatever, you're not free. You're not free. When you're in that state, you're not going to be your most creative. You're not going to be your most, you know, whatever. You want to be free. And that's one thing. I like to be free. I really do like to be free. I don't care what anybody's problems. When, when they start talking about superficial things like, I don't know, you have a booger on your computer lens. Oh, she didn't wipe the booger off her computer lens. Oh, her cat hair follicle is 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 underneath the table. She didn't dust it or whatever. Do you really think with every the conditions that I have going on that I'm gonna divert my caring to that? It's it's a concern. But no. Being free is your concern. And to be free, you have to have surrendered. And I don't know if anybody saw me. I know you're all watching every second. I don't even know why I did. I did. 
I don't understand it. But anyway, maybe you saw it then. Where there were two, two or three points in time between now and yesterday. That I realized that I was letting other people. I had forgotten about it. But like every five seconds, they, they're trying to reflect something negative that you're not even thinking about. You don't even care about. And it's just like, it's pathetic, number one. But I was like, um... I wanted to be so near the most high that I literally, it was like I melted onto the floor. And what, whatever their stupidity was, literally just flowed, it dissipated like a fart in the wind because I surrendered to the light, the point of light. There's a place in time, in every moment where everything is absolutely perfect. Like the best of all possible worlds, you know, like Voltaire, like Candide. And that's the moment that you're living for every moment. The best of all possible world. The best, the best of, of everything. The best, the best. I think they're calling that now living your best life. That the, when, when you have those moments is like when you just, you just don't care about anything. I mean, you just don't, what I'm saying, you don't care about anything because you're just, you have the frequency that you're on, that you're in alignment with, is so high that I guess I can explain something else to you. A lot of these people don't even deserve to hear this, some of these evil people. But, you know, the Father didn't have me go through this for no reason. And I would say that... uh Maybe they need to hear it more than anybody. That, uh, that frequency it's just when, when you're not in the divine it feels dirty. And it's dirtier than any dirt under your fingernails or dust on a mirror or you know it's that's that's filthy when we have when we're worrying about everything but everything that that the most high does and has created is already perfect and it's only human beings that teach each other that they're not enough, 
or this isn't good, or that isn't good. Who cares? We're here to learn. If we were already all perfect, oh, oh, that's not perfect. Oh, she had toilet paper in her shoe. Oh, oh, her, I don't know. She had boob fat sticking out of her bra on the side. Oh, oh, she doesn't look like Victoria's Secret model. Oh, oh. We're not here for that. We're here to learn lessons. If we were already perfect, then there would be no lessons to learn. We would be bored very quickly. That That's what concerns me about this kind of perfected man that everybody wants to pretend to be or do. Or If you notice me, I really don't. If, if any time I say perfect, I mean that that moment was the best of all possible uh, possibilities that I have to give and interact with with my heart. That makes it perfect because it's like, God, you are in that. That is, bam, that's perfect. For me, it is. I don't mean, I mean, so many things in my life. If anybody were to look at it, they'd be like, oh, God, that girl thought her drawer was messy. And I'm like, if she saw my room, she might run. But these things that I have that are for my works, I have my whole work studio in this tiny room and there's no place for it to be. I had to grow as a person when I get what I'm supposed to be getting, that I'm due that I actually had to show people because I was hiding my stuff because they were stealing it. But anyway, now that they've seen it, now that I can really have a space, a separate space to be a studio, then I don't have to live with my fabrics and my art all on top of me. And so why would I feel bad if right now I understand in my conditions and with the, the amount of physical energy that I have, and not being able to go here and go there and do everything. And I know that I have to get my my video work done, my radio show done. Those are my priorities. That's what I'm choosing to do. Because I know that if I sow my seed there, that 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 everything else will come. Because when I manifest this 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 thing that's been growing inside of me and it's like there. That that level that that is at, everything else will rise to fit that. And so I will have a new space that I'll be able to organize and have people help me or whatever. I learned never to trip about that kind of thing. The superficiality things in life, the small stuff that can... Things that people think are like the end of the world, it's not the end of the world. If you bleach the heck out of your hair and you just, it is beyond redemption, guess what? You can cut it all off and start again. You can do, uh, okay, you can, you can mess up, a, think that you messed up a painting. You have paint, more paint than you wanted fall in one area. You think you messed it up. But you leave it alone for a day or two or maybe even longer than that. You thought you messed it up. You left it in the drawer. You came back and you looked at that spot again. 
and it became something completely different. And you painted over it and it became something completely different. Having an all new value may be more than what it was before because its value is just not what it appears to be. It's, it's what it is. And that's subjective. That is your perspective that is determining what it is. Your perspective can be different at any point in time from any vantage point, from any point of view. So what else did I want to tell you? Oh, there are times when, many times, when I look at certain things and a spiritual intuition will come to me from a geometrical shape or or color or something artistic and some stupid person was like oh she's seeing things in the wall and it's like I know your mentality maybe you've never known any artists artists have great imaginations and we're called upon in your craft there are going to be times where you know I mean I, I rarely feel like I'm ever dry not with my eczema, but I mean, where, uh, where like, I don't have something to work from. One of the reasons I can always find something to work from is that I don't, I don't have such a narrowly defined, it has to be like, oh, it has to be, if it's not like that, you can't work with that, you know, like, it's too much um, conformity. You got to have you got you got to be able to see a wall that has a crack in it, a dent, and say, oh, somebody's like, look at this piece of garbage. Why don't we tear this building down? No, you have to have the mind to be like, well, wait a second. We can do this. We can do that. We can do this. And something completely different. And that crack is like the coup de grace. It's the thing that makes it the thing. It's all perspective. And right now, we're having such cookie-cutter perspectives thrown at us by technology, AI technology, that thinks that they know you because of things, decisions that you made in the past. And it could the past could be 10 minutes ago. Guess what? I'm a new person every second. I'm a phoenix every second of the freaking day. You, 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 every time they think, oh, it's this, it's this. Oh, no, it's not. Life every moment is fresh. When, when the computer, when Google, When you feel that Google knows everything that you is has got it totally down pat, you might as well be dead. Because it means you're not renewing your mind and your perspective is never changing. Because your taste is never changing. I mean, there's certain things that we like that provide comfort, that is nostalgia. That's one thing. I had that moment today. But I think most people are intelligent to understand what I'm saying. And, and and maybe if they're not, then that's another point, that the way that we're processing information in news, it's the same way of people coming at us with these cookie-cutter sound bits and this uh, logic that is very uh, tightly wound. And the only conclusion is the conclusion that they've come to. 
And that's really, um, if we as a society really let us get like that, that's the end of creativity. And creativity is what makes human beings different. I mean, even animals are kind of creative, but I'm saying to you, they keep saying, oh, we're going to have these computers and they're going to be so ahead of you. And what what are you talking about? That they could be a Terminator and beat the tar out of people? Or they can run faster? Or, you know, what are they thinking about faster? Because they can't feel. And that's a major part of it. They are pro-feeling. What they're trying to say is that you are not a spontaneous, autonomous being created by the Most High. You're a piece of Him, but you're independent and you have free will. And so when people buy into the uh, transhumanism, they don't understand that you think you're liberating yourself from God's oppression, but you're actually enslaving yourself to whomever or whatever is redoing you. Because at least with the Father, you, you, you are independent. But with this other uh, paradigm, it controls you. It's telling you what you like. It's telling you where to go. It's telling you what you can say on Twitter. It's telling you how you can organize your content and present it on your radio show. It's telling you where it's it's getting well we're at that point. I re, I feel it already. It's oppressive. Our free choice, our free will is being tampered with. But many people don't see it yet. They don't feel it. They, they're the way that they're, they're shaping your thoughts with, with a technique akin to the, the, the same thing Janie's talking about, the waterboarding, meaning that they will bombard you with programming, with, with uh, commercials, with advertising, um, with just uh, people that you admire spouting certain things and they'll do it enough times to where they will shape your perception and your thought of something and people are just if you let that happen then you're granting them permission to do whatever they're going to do. Because like, uh, I forgot who, I don't know, I think it was KJ was saying that they have to tell you what they're going to do. So if they told you what they're going to do and you sat there and you were like, yeah, okay, then they feel that you deserve, that's how they get out of their karma. 
Because you say, why, how do people do all these bad things and they don't get any karma? And these other people getting all this karma because they know how to, they have ways of getting out of their karma. And that's, guess what they say? We told you. And if you were all down with it, then they're like, that's your karma. So what I'm saying to you is the way to ground yourself to reality it's not just by the five sense thing of feeling a tree, seeing a tree, smelling a tree. It's not all that. It is tr- it's spiritually using your spirit is the only way to fight what is upon us. Now is the time to strengthen ourselves, whatever your belief system, whichever one. that I hate to tell you, we all think our own thing is superior, but they all work if you work it. They all work if you work it. Seriously, I'm not kidding you. Just have something. Strengthen yourself spiritually. It is the only way. That we can stay free. And that concludes this night's broadcast. (laughs) Good night and good luck. Pilot Powers Radio. Not so private podcast. (laughs) 